Our scripture this week continues in the Good Shepherd. Psalm 23, verse 5. It says this, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Now, there's a lot in this one scripture, and in case you haven't realized it, there's a lot in Psalm 23, which is why we're breaking it down verse by verse in this series. There is so much going on in Psalm 23. And so in the first half of verse 5, what we find is sort of a summary of where we've come from so far. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So I want to use this first half of the verse to simply remind you of where we've been. Because the word for table in, uh, in a lot of places outside of the U.S., the word for table is also the word used for a plateau. It's the place where the sheep find the nice summer grazing land when they're no longer in their home field. But these tables had to be prepared for the sheep. If you remember over the last few weeks, we've talked about the care that the shepherd took in ensuring that the sheep had pasture and water. And the same is true in the summer when sheep are being moved around for more pasture. It has to be prepared. They have to decide, is there enough grass for the number of sheep that I have? Are there poisonous plants on this table that need to be removed? How much time can we spend at each table before we need to move on? The table is prepared, but it specifically says that it's prepared in the presence of enemies. Because as we know, the shepherd, it would be very um, impractical for the shepherd to go out and try to annihilate all of the enemies in the area. Instead, what he does is he prepares the table and protects them in the midst of the enemies. And a lot of this we have discussed already. We've discussed the care and the provision of the shepherd for his sheep. We've especially discussed the idea that the shepherd cares for his sheep in the midst of major enemies. And the same is true at the table. But in addition to this, verse 5 adds the following words. You anoint my head with oil. Now, this is my personal favorite piece of this verse. Because the, the preparing a table before my enemies, that piece makes sense to me right off the bat. Right? My, we all have enemies and things we're struggling with, and God sustains us in the midst of all of it. That one makes sense. But the idea of anointing my head with oil only makes sense to me in a church context. We don't normally associate anointing with sheep. We associate anointing in the church with, with key leaders that would be anointed for ministry. We consider anointing when we think of anointing the sick for healing. We don't normally think of sheep when we think of being anointed. And yet there are a number of reasons that sheep need oil on their heads. Now the first reason is very simple. There are so many flies, right? We talked about the bugs a little bit in a couple weeks, but there are so many flies. In fact, I had no idea until this last week how many kinds of flies there are that specifically annoy the sheep. 
There are warble flies and bot flies and heel flies and nose flies and deer flies and black flies. That's not even to mention the mosquitoes and the gnats and all the other parasites. The worst of these for the sheep are the nose flies. Now, this is going to get a little graphic, so fair warning, right? So the nose flies will fly up within the nose of the sheep and plant their eggs in the sheep's nose. I told you it's going to get graphic, right? But then what happens is it gets worse, okay? So the eggs hatch, and they work their way up into the skull of the sheep, and they scratch at the skull. And the sheep will literally beat their heads against rocks and trees to stop the annoying scratching from the nose flies. So to stop this, to stop the nose flies, to stop the warble flies and the bot flies and the mosquitoes and you name it, the shepherd applies an oil to the head of the sheep. It not only uh, discourages the flies from being there, but it, they oil them up enough to where if he's trying to butt his head against a tree, it's just going to slip off. <laughs> then it gets even better because then you have these annoying flies, but then you also have the fact that rams are attacking and butting each other for dominance. So I get this funny picture in my head because what the shepherd will do is he will, he will put oil on both of their heads so that when they go to butt each other, they just kind of glance off one another. And I, I kind of chuckle at this because you have to imagine that the rams feel a little silly when they're trying to beat each other up and just glancing at each other. But the worst thing by far of all the issues and the best reason by far to put oil on the head of the sheep is for something called scab. Now, scab is a highly contagious parasite among sheep. In fact, in the Old Testament, if you remember in the Old Testament, when it talked about how you need to give an unblemished sheep for the offering, it, that specifically meant a sheep that did not have scab. Because what they do is they will hatch on the sheep and they will eat away at the sheep. This time from the outside, right? The nose flies are inside. You get scab from the outside. The problem is because they're outside, as these sheep are grazing by each other, they pass it very easily. And most of the passing is done at the area of the head because of all this budding and passing together. And so the scab and the mosquitoes and the flies and the rams attacking each other, these are all annoyances that affect the head of the sheep. And so when he says, you anoint my head with oil, he says, look, God is anointing our heads to prevent these things. Because we too are prone to a contagion in our heads and in our minds. Paul writes in Romans 7, he writes this in verses 21 through 24. He says, So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? See, our minds, when we're trying to, to get our lives in order and, and get to the green pasture in the clean water, our minds become infected by the things that we are allowing in. 
right? For a lot of us, the, the main source of this infection comes from the media that we pay attention to. The news we listen to, the movies we watch, the music we hear, the books we read. The media affects what is going into our minds and it influences us. But it's not just the media that becomes a problem. It's also our friends and family and the people that we spend time with. I imagine that most of you can think of the one family member that you really don't look forward to having Thanksgiving dinner with. The family member that's always complaining about something. The one who always has an opinion. The one whose opinion is always contrary to what you know to be true. Right? We are influenced from all over the place. And this is the struggle that Paul mentions. He's, he says, look, I want my mind to align with Jesus. And yet there's another part of me. There's, there's my mind. I want it to align with Jesus. And yet there's these other influences that are drawing my mind a different direction. His mind was controlled and influenced by something else. And this is why he writes in Romans 12, 1 and 2, that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. It is our mind specifically that needs protected and healed. Just like the oil of the shepherd, we need our heads to be anointed with oil. And there is a spiritual oil for our heads that Jesus offers to each of us. In Romans 8, the very next chapter, after Paul complains in Romans 7 about this battle in his mind, in fact, there's a really confusing interchange where he says, look, the things I want to do, I can't seem to do, and the things I don't want to do are the things that I do, and I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> so in Romans 8, Paul offers the solution. In verses 5 through 8, he says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So as you read these verses, you almost see two columns coming out, right? You have what we'll call the spiritual scab, right? The living by the flesh. And then you have the living by the Holy Spirit. And in the spiritual scab category, it's, he says it's when our minds are set on our flesh desires. The mind set on sinful things. The mind set on things that don't matter. The mind set on things that oppose God. And in this column, we find these words as descriptors. Death, hostile to God, refusal to submit to God's will, cannot please God. But then on the other side, we find that if your life is controlled by the Holy Spirit, it says your mind will be set on the Spirit's desires. And he uses words like life and peace. And he uses the word life again in verse 13. And in verse 14, he describes people who live by the Spirit as children of God. Now, there's obviously a right answer on which column we want to be in. There's obviously a right answer. 
Paul knew there was a right answer, and yet he says, look, I need something to keep me from going back to this column. Because for some reason, our natural inclination is to live over here. We want to live in the area of the flesh, in the area of our own desires, our own will. And yet we desire to live so much more. And he says the difference, the bridge on how we get from this life to the life filled with the Spirit is the Holy Spirit himself. It is the Holy Spirit which God offers as an oil over our heads to protect us from the parasites of the enemy's logic, that God does not care about us, that you are not good enough to be loved by God, that your life is too messy for God to handle. It is the Holy Spirit that protects us from competition with others, that we must always fight for the top spot, that we must always get our way, that friction with others is a natural way of life. And it's the Holy Spirit that protects us from the pests which threaten to derail us spiritually. A virus that endangers in-person worship services, feuds among our families during the holidays, undesired interruptions in the middle of the workday. It is the Holy Spirit that is the oil on our heads that we need this week. It is the oil of the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives that we are in desperate need of during this season. And I can tell you, right, because I don't know about you, but I know how I feel about this, right? If I'm going to get anointed with oil, I want anointed, right? And, and I share that because I want to share this with you. I need to move this for reasons that will be obvious in a minute. Right, this, this is the oil that we normally use when we anoint people with oil right? It's this little bottle, and uh, when you open it up, it's got this really tiny little hole. So you get like just a little bit, uh, mostly because people think it doesn't smell good. Uh, But you get just a little bit, right? And then we usually do a little cross in your forehead, and we anoint you with oil. So the thing is, that's great, right? And I have no qualms with that whatsoever, except I learned a little different way to do it when I was in Cuba. Now, when I'm in Cuba, They don't mess around when it comes to the anointing oil. In Cuba, A, I'm guessing this is quite expensive, but B, this is what they use instead, right? So I grabbed this for my wife's kitchen, extra virgin olive oil, okay? So they use a big old thing of oil. And and I cracked up because they decided in a service we were going to do an anointing with oil. So Dr. Watson, who is the dean of the seminary where I went to, Uh, Dr. Watson goes up expecting to receive this. Instead, they tell Dr. Watson, put your hands out. So he puts out his hands. And what they do is they slather the oil everywhere to where your hands are dripping with oil. So Dr. Watson is standing at the front of the sanctuary with his hands dripping with olive oil. (laughs) And they say, now, if you want to be anointed with oil, come up. (laughs) Right? Now, (laughs) I don't know about any of you guys in this room, (laughs) because there are some of you in here. This is not generally what we think of when we think of being anointed with oil. And yet, 
if, if I'm going to get anointed with oil, if I'm going to have the God of the universe anoint my head with oil to prevent scab, right? To prevent the life of the flesh, give me it all to me, right? Dump the whole bottle over my head because I don't know about you, but I could use a fresh dose of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I could use a fresh dose of the protection of God. My mind wonders so easily. I can use the oil of the Spirit this morning. And so if you could too use the oil of the Spirit, it is there for you this morning. It is there, ready for you. All you have to do is ask. Because Scripture says, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. So if you could use some anointing this morning, if you could use some oil on your head to protect you from the annoyances of life, from the hard stuff, you just need to ask. So if you would like that this morning, I invite you to pray with me now. Lord, we are so thankful for the gift of your Holy Spirit that in all places and at all times, God, we can gain the oil for our heads. And Lord, we pray this morning as people who are in need of a fresh anointing with your Holy Spirit, we ask that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon our heads now in this moment, that it would protect us from the wiles of the enemy, from the distractions, from the things that threaten to bring us back to the life of the flesh the life of sin, the life of our own will. God, protect us from those things. Shield our minds and our hearts this morning by the oil of your Spirit. Anoint us, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.